I wanted to say Lorelai, Lorelai, Lorelai. <laughs> I love it. Here oh, we go. Man. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. Happy Lorelai's birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday, baby. Where did that come from? The baby. Um, I don't know. Did they did say we, that in the episode? You know, I'm not sure. I don't think that they did. And I don't remember because it was a year ago. I don't remember when we covered it if we found that it was a reference to anything. Oh, yeah, if any of you know, I would love to know why Please we're calling Lorelai's baby. Refresh our memory. But it's April 25th, mm-hmm. Lorelai's birthday. Mm-hmm. It's also super fun because I'm going to announce our book club picks for May for Gilmore to Read. And the book that we're reading next month comes out today on this very day. It does. On Lorelai Gilmore's birthday. Yes, what an honor. It just feels like a glitch in the universe, doesn't it? It does. I don't know that she did it on purpose because we know that this author is a Gilmore Girls fan. She totally is. But it's a happy coincidence. A happy coincidence Mm -hmm. that we are reading Happy Place by Emily Henry. I feel like a lot of people knew that. A lot of people expected that of me, that this book is coming out. Of course, I would want to read it with all of you. You love Emily Henry. I, I'm an Emily Henry stan, so... Emily Henry is a Gilmore girl. Yes. And, like, if you love Gilmore girls, I feel like her books are perfect because it's that, like, balance of, like, dramatic relationships, but, like, witty banter, like, lots of, like, little small town... There's, like, a lot of references mm. that you can get into. But I feel like the difference is, like, if the Gilmore girls men went to therapy, mm. that would be more of the Emily Henry man. Okay. If Luke went to therapy, maybe he could be an Emily Henry man. Okay. That's good to know. (laughs) I'm excited to eventually dive into Emily Henry because she and I sound like kind of the same person raised on Nora Ephron and Gilmore Girls. And so I feel like I will really enjoy her work once I do eventually dive into it. Oh, we'll get you there. I know. I can't wait. But a little bit about Happy Place. Tell us. You want to read with us and our book club on Fable next month. So a couple who broke up months ago make a pact to pretend to still be together for their annual week-long vacation with their best friends. Harriet and Wynne have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls, except now for reasons they're still not discussing, they don't. They broke up six months ago and still haven't told their best friends, which is how they find themselves sharing the largest bedroom at the main cottage that has been their friend group's yearly getaway for the last decade. Only this year, Harriet and Wynn are lying through their teeth while trying not to notice how desperately they still want each other. Wow, that's so cool. What a great concept. Got a little bit of a second chance romance, which is particularly my favorite trope in romance. I know, I know you love it. Oh, my fave. So that is going to be our reading is sexy pick. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited to read Emily Henry with all of you because I think this is like the perfect Gilmore Girls pick. Totally. Now tell us about Where You Read I Will Follow's book. All right. So for Where You Read I Will Follow, we're going to read The Idiot by Elif Batuman, who I think I'm saying her name correctly. I like have such like a fear of mispronouncing things because I, I always too. pronounce things phonetically. Me too. But I'm really excited about this one. I picked it because this is one that I have never read. And I picked it because mm. she is a freshman at Harvard in 1995. <gasps> and I felt like that would be like a really, this is one of the books that like Rory hasn't read. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a book that Rory might read. Mm. And I think that Elif, who is, she wrote for The New Yorker. Um, she wrote a lot of nonfiction books and this is her first novel. Mm-hmm. And it got shortlisted for a Pulitzer Prize. So it feels very much like something that like Rory would indeed pick 1, up. 1,000%. I'm shocked they never talked about this on the show. Well, it's new. 
It's recent. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that. Sorry, it's set in it 1995. It's released in 1995. It's not from 1995. Yeah. Got it. Okay. There we go. Yeah. There we are. Here we are. Because of the description of the book starts, the year is 1995 and email is new. Selin, the daughter of Turkish immigrants, arrives for her freshman year at Harvard. She signs up for classes and subjects she has never heard of, befriends her charismatic and worldly Serbian classmate Svetlana, and almost by accident begins corresponding with Ivan, an older mathematics student from Hungary. Selin may have barely spoken to Ivan, but with each email they exchange, the act of writing seems to take on new and increasingly mysterious meanings. Ooh. It seems really exciting because I've heard a lot of people say it's like a semi-autobiographical novel, the portrait of an artist as a young woman mm-hmm. with superlative emotional and intellectual sensitivity, mordant wit and pitch-perfect style, Batuman dramatizes the uncertainty of life on the cups of adulthood. So I feel like that falls perfectly in like this kind of like the story of where Rory might end up, but I'm really interested to read, you know, the perspective of like a 1995 Turkish immigrant being yeah, at Harvard. 1000%. That sounds really, really interesting. I know, which is very, I've been wanting to read it for a while, but I felt like it was a perfect book club pick. So if you join the Where You Read, I Will Follow club with us on Fable, link is going to be in the show notes. It's on our Instagram. You can find it pretty easily if you go to Fable the app and download it and you search Gilmore to say podcast will come up and those are the books that we'll all be reading together if That's you're part so of the club want to join us I'm excited they both sound so great I love that they both sound so perfectly chosen good job yeah. Haley. thank you I'll call you and I'll read them to you please do at night as you fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I'm very excited about the new books of the month, and we'll have our uh, first Gilmore to Read episode on the pod next Thursday, which is very exciting. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about Miss Lorelai Gilmore, because again, it is her birthday today. We've decided that today is going to be a toast to Lorelai Gilmore, because of course, there are several ways in which we could pick apart Lorelai, as we could anybody. (laughs) That's just rude to do on a birthday, though. we can't do that on her birthday, exactly. So today is a celebration of Lorelai Gilmore. I'm going to start with... Kind of sharing some of, we're not going to (laughs) sing. Do you want to sing? Happy birthday. Stop it. Stop it. Should we leave like a blank so everyone can sing on their own? No. Like one of the silence? Sing on your own. Okay, good. (laughs) You pause it, sing. Well, I figured everyone paused it. Everyone sang and they came back. Okay. That's how that works. (laughs) Great. I hope you all started on the same key. Anyway. Yeah, they did. I heard it. So we decided to share some of our favorites of Lorelai Gilmore. We actually asked on Instagram what you guys wanted to hear us share our favorites on. And we yeah, had some plans as well. They kind, of, they kind of aligned because we wanted to share some of these things anyway. So let's start with our favorite Lorelai outfits. This was hard. I mean, I chose so many. Well, it was just hard because it's like, if you asked me this today, if you asked me this a year ago on her birthday episode last year, if you asked me this two days from now, I'm probably going to give different answers. Totally. It's just like whatever I'm feeling in the moment. But it's like I started writing down. I was like, I'm only going to write down a couple. And then I started writing them down. I was like, I think I'm listing out every outfit she's ever worn. I mean, I basically <laughs> chose at least one from every season, one through five. So lay it on me. What are what are some of your faves? You want to go in like chronological order? Because I know when we did our wardrobe episode, right? we kind of 
talked about our, maybe not our faves necessarily. I think we did talk about faves, but we kind of talked about like the most iconic looks from each yeah. season. I didn't really do so much that. It was just kind of like, these are the ones that came to mind when I would think about her. Mine aren't in chronological order because it was kind of just like what so, came to mind. Yeah, mine were not okay. in chronological order either. Right. So tell me your first one. My first one that I wrote down is actually really random, but it's one of my favorites, which is her in Lost and Found. Mm-hmm. I have this like image in my mind. I think it's a production still is why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's standing out in the front yard and she's wearing that black skirt with the black boots Mm -hmm. with the black turtleneck and she's wearing that gray like heathered like Mm -hmm. peacoat um anytime that woman is in a turtleneck i mean like my god it's the turtle because another i have another one that's a turtleneck and it's just something about that one it's like her arms are crossed she's sassin dress there's just something about that whole look that i'm like i know that is perfect that is laurel and gilmore i know those boots too oh yeah those boots are so yeah she's great in a flippy skirts and boots and a turtleneck i mean cannot go wrong flippy skirt that's like such a gilmore girls i know Gilmoreism. Yeah. Never heard anyone else call a skirt flippy before. Well, now I mean, I do, but. Yeah, no, totally. The first one I wrote down was season three in Swan Song when she wears her Bunny Ranch shirt when she's about yeah. to go on the road trip with Alex. I yeah. love that look because also, we'll get into this a little later, but that's also one of my favorite Lorelai hairstyles, her curly hair. Okay, a lot of these outfits correspond to the hairstyles I know, as well. yes. Yeah. Like her season two, three curls are it for me. Yeah. I love it so much. So that was the first thing I wrote down. The second one I wrote down was last week fights at oh, beautiful. the wedding. Beautiful. The pink dress. Love. Like, there's just something like that's like so romantic about it, which like oh, I, know. I also have like comments for my later categories, but I I just love that one so much. It Mm. just feels so... It's so perfect. I know. I know. Same. I actually wrote down season four as my second one as well, but her pink coat. Just the pink coat. That's my next one. (laughs) Like, whatever she's wearing under it, it's fine. But, like, there's just something about the pink coat with the gold buttons. She Uh, has two pink coats, but the one with the gold buttons buttons. is my favorite. Yeah, no, it cuts her very nicely. I like that. So that was your next one? Yeah. I love it. I just love it. Yeah. My next one was, they're both in season five. It's her wedding bell blues dress, the metallic one, of course. A lot of people don't like that. Oh my God, you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. But I understand that when Lorelai like walks down the aisle and she's wearing that like silver dress, the little shrug. The shrug. loves a shrug. She loves a shrug. Like seeing it, we're like, how how did Emily let you wear that? (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I mean, I just think she looks so gorgeous. I just love it. In that dress. I love the dress. And similarly, (laughs) it does have a flippy skirt. She looks great in a flippy skirt. Similarly, the come and get it, Luke and Lorelai are back together dress. Oh, yes. The house is going through a tunnel. (laughs) The house is going through a tunnel. I can't hear you. (laughs) It's the dress too slutty. That's what she was calling Lorelai to ask. (laughs) Yes. Person in it, however. I know. I love it. So I wrote those two down in the same category because they're built very similarly. Yeah. And I just... You know, they're in the same season, around the same time, only a few episodes apart from one another. I believe she wears a shrug with that as well, question mark, maybe a sweater. Yeah, I think she puts a shrug sweater on it. I think that anytime Lorelai's in a dress, we just have to assume there's the shrug sweater. Exactly, exactly. Because my next one was actually her season five finale look when she is in the purple and she goes to Friday night dinner and then she goes to Luke and she proposes to him. Also a purple shrug. Which is then like the beginning of season Beginning um, of season six. six. Yeah. And they are in the gazebo and they kiss and the lights go off. Yeah. I know. So that was my next one. Lots of she looks fives. good in purple. She does. She looks very she good looks in purple. She looks good in every color. I mean, literally honestly, everything. Lauren Graham. Seriously. My next one was actually one that I think is probably on your list. Okay. Which is a Tisket, a Tasket. Yes, that was my next 
next one. I knew I it. I love it. Tisket and Tasket. Literally. Because it's the navy turtleneck with the jeans with the, oh, the like Sherpa. Like a wine colored Sherpa. Yeah. Which I love. She looks so good in that. Because they don't really yeah. put her in red all that often or as often as I would like. They do it a lot more in season one. Remember where she wears that turtleneck with the leather jacket when she goes to see Max Medina in Paris is Burning and they end up yeah. in the like NC-17 kiss in his oh gosh, office. Yes. <laughs> that I love because they never really... Oh, in his classroom. Yeah, he doesn't have an office. It is his... <laughs> his classroom is his office. Um, But they never really put her in red outside of season one, I feel. She's yeah. usually in blues and like then they move her into pink and purple. But that's really one of the few times yeah. we see her in red and I think she looks great. Well, there's two pops of red in season one that I really love and one this is one of the outfits and I couldn't remember what episode it was from. And I was like, Tara will know. Mm. It's, she's wearing a skirt, like suit, and it's a gray jacket with a mm-hmm. short gray skirt. It's like mm-hmm. shorter than she would normally wear and she has a red purse slung across it oh and it just looks so good on her and i can't remember what episode it was i was like scrolling through the episodes trying to find this oh i don't remember and i like feel like for some reason i made it up but i know that i didn't because it's just like the purse is it's like very like yuppie looking really it's like a short like skirt it's gray do you think it's from like one of the early season one episodes I think so. I just couldn't figure out which one it was. But then the other pop of red was from Kiss and Tell. Oh. No, when she's wearing the black jacket that has the red huge collar. Yes, I do. And she's in the market with Luke spying on Dean. I know. That one. But she also has that beautiful red lace tank that she wears in Lazy Hazy Crazy Days of Summer. Yeah. Oh my gosh, iconic. You know this show way too well. I do. You know. Sometimes it's scary. It's a little spooky. But yes, a tisket, a tasket. The wine-colored yeah. Sherpa is just stunning on her. There's just something about, like, that, like, that's so fall. Mm. I know we talked about that and like, the outfit, the, like, dressing Miss Gilmore mm-hmm. and in that fall episode. Oh, um, I know. What's it called? An Autumn Matter? Yes. So good. But there's just something about that look that just feels so quintessentially Lorelai. Yeah, for sure. But speaking of red, it's the red argyle sweater. In season four. Oh, yeah. Her glasses. Yes, when she wears her glasses. I I also really love her hair there, too. Yeah. Because she's still got the curls. She just looks so good. The last outfit that I wrote down is in season one. It's in the breakup part two. Remember when she comes downstairs and the living room is all rearranged and she's wearing jeans? Because Rory's woken her up at like six in the morning and she's all upset. And she's kind of avoiding and deflecting everything with Dean. And yeah, she comes down in like the rainbow shoulder sweater. It's blue, but her jeans, not to objectify this woman, and I said this in Dressing Miss Gilmore, but her ass looks so good in these jeans. Like she looks so good in these jeans. That woman can rock a pair of jeans like nobody else. And then the sweater, she just looks so And her hair is kind of pulled back a little bit. Her hair is pulled back. Like stunning. So great. Slay me with just a casual outfit. I have one more that I was like so actually surprised was not on your list, which is season two, episode one, when she is like in like the daisy phase. Oh, and she's wearing I a, like love that dress. dress. <gasps> yeah, with the daisy collar. You're right. With the trim. I and I was like, I forgot about that. No, I yeah. forgot about that. I was thinking about the bulldog t-shirt because it's iconic for me. Oh, yeah. But I was like, it's not really one of my faves. It's just iconic. Yeah. And I forgot about the ending. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When she holds out her hand. She goes, I'm getting married. I so do weird. love that yeah. slip dress. That's a beautiful slip dress. Oh. Yeah. I also love the color of her dress in partings. It's like that blue, which is plain. Mm. She does wear a shrug on it later when she, does. she like, breaks up with Luke. She does. It is a gorgeous color on her. Yeah. I mean, blue is something that she can wear anything 
so unbelievably well. And I know we talked about this. We may have talked about this in the Dressing Miss Gilmore episode, but we did talk about this in the Weddings and Proposals episode. I loved her original wedding dress. Yes, I me too. love that dress. It's so uh, good. Manu Lehoulier. Yeah. Like, I always think I say that wrong. I don't, it's French, so I'm, I'm not very good at the pronunciations, mm. but that, oh. I so just there's something about it that I love. I know. And I, I totally love how agree. she was like, it has the white sash, so it's white for you. Yeah. To Luke. Mm. Oh, I know a I lot know of people, people don't it. like that dress, but I love it. But it looks it. so beautiful. It does. I'm like so glad we got to see her at some point in this whole series in a wedding dress. I know. That was the only moment. But, yeah, but um, I and I love the way that they did it. It yeah. was so good. Oh. So I know a lot of her outfits, like we said, kind of go along with her hair. What are some, I, I mentioned my favorite, which is like her season two, three era where she does like the big curls. She looks so yeah. gorgeous. I don't particularly love the curl she has in season one. I I like when they do it more in seasons two and three. Yeah. No, I totally, what about I you? totally understand. No, I, so I actually, I've been trying to find my talking as fast as I can book but i can't figure out where it is because i wanted to go back through and flip through the part where she goes through her journey of gilmore girls based on her hair and i wanted to go back and remember what she had said about her hair because she talks about how she has like that beautiful curly hair but the problem is is like she has to straighten it and then curl it in order to get that curly look so i wanted to go back through and figure out how she felt about it and like what she was seeing yeah but i can't find that book i think i might just have to get a new one because i can't find it anywhere I mean, I have it, but it would take us too long to go through it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah but I wanted to find my favorite ones and kind of see what she had to say about it. Mm. But that being said, my favorite ones are towards the end of season four when she has that like blonde in it. Like she kind of has some blonde highlights. It gets really long. It gets really long. And I do love really that time. Curly. Yeah, I do. I love it. What I wrote down was like last week fights and raincoats and recipes because in particular, when she goes to Liz's wedding and she's wearing that dress that I love and she has the flower crown and it's oh, just like so wavy good. and curly and perfect and pretty. So good. I love it. Do you have any others that yeah, you really love? Yeah, I do. I don't have any. Okay, cool. Because I was waiting for you. Great. My other one is um in They Shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Because it's really, alternatively, it's really dark. Mm. But the way that they style it in that like 1930s like curls oh, I know. that they like pin back is so perfect oh she looks so beautiful and it's just like just like the contrast of their going through like the dark versus the light mm. and then of course the other one was a tisca to task it where it's just like that like season two curls that yeah. you're talking about yeah yeah but that that was one of the reasons i wanted to go back and find out what she had to say about it yeah because i know she said before that like you straighten her hair and then she curls Ooh, it that's so oh that's a lot of yeah. damage on your that's hair. a lot yeah but i'm just interested to see if like she talked about which version of her hair that was because mm. it's kind of shorter in season two and it's actually yeah. really short at the beginning of season four but gets so long by the end and i was like is these extensions or mm. is this like naturally your hair grew this much i don't know that's but a lot of questions yeah. i feel like we'll have to like talk more about that once i find that book and get into it because it's just so much to her to her hair journey i know that's actually one of my favorite things about like I guess like going from season to season, it feels like season, like the first episode of a season when their hair is different. It's like 
new look, new season, new me. Totally. That's kind of how I feel whenever I cut my hair. Oh, 1000%. I'm like, we're on season 32 of Haley. Exactly. No, you're totally right. Because when she comes back in season two, she has those red highlights in her hair and her hair is shorter. Yeah. And it's just so funny because it's supposed to be the next day and it makes me laugh every time because <laughs> I'm like, this is literally not the, next day. the next day. Well, that's what's so funny is like they always come back so tan because the actors went away for the summer. And they're like, I only, I noticed this mess, especially like this is not at all related to Lorelai. Can be if you want to. Is Jared Padalecki? He always comes back really so tan. tan. Like, I know. Like his hair is cut. I'm like, it's the next day. Well, went to the tanning bed that morning in Stars Hollow. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Well, the other thing that we wanted to rank was Lorelai's eras, like her best yeah. era, best, we said best season, but I think it's kind of like her eras. And for me, I have two that I really love. I'm so interested to hear this because we've never talked about Lorelai like this because we went no. through all of Rory's eras. We did. Which I want to do like a full deep dive into all of Lorelai's eras, but yeah. I feel like the top here mm. we've never talked about. So when I wrote this down, I was like, I have no idea what terrors are going to be. <gasps> oh my God, I'm so excited. So, so okay. I've been excited to hear this from you. Oh my God, Live I on feel the so honored. Now. Well, I think that her post-Max era in season two is one of my favorite mm, arcs. Yeah. And we can include Max in that because, like, she goes through such a huge journey in season two. Like, her journey is insane. But to that, I think also her season four era is huge. Learning to live without Rory, opening the inn, losing the independence in, going through everything with Jason and then into Luke is really, really gorgeous. So those are mine. Those are mine. Are they really? One hundred percent. I like literally like what I wrote down was like everything you were saying because I think season four is my favorite Lorelai. Yeah, because it's like the push and pull of Luke because mm-hmm. like you know it's there but it's like ramped up. Mm-hmm. Jason, you know how much I love Jason. I know you do. We'll get into that more to say on another time. I know we've been saying that for a year and a half. We really have. <laughs> Sorry to any Jason. Sorry, stands. any Jason stands out there, but I know they're they're there. They're there. They're I'm there. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> but her outfits start to feel really, I don't know, like they're trying some new things with her. We've got the pink coat era. Mm. But like more than that, it's like the escape from Rory. It's what mm-hmm. I wrote down, but it's, I don't mean it quite like that. It's like she's kind of like in this new era of like post Rory. Mm-hmm. But Rory's still there, but like she's no, where she's first time to without her. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I wrote down the coats. It's just like coat season the whole the It is. Whole and time. it's also when she gets a pink cell phone. Somebody asked us to rank her cell phones, and I was this close to doing it. But yeah, Tara <laughs> could totally do that. That's like if you're following us on Patreon, every time there's a new cell phone, Tara's like, well, here we go. Apparently, she's got a new cell phone. Apparently, she's got 17 she cell phones. She breaks them all the time. But yeah, oh it's also the they're opening the inn, getting rid of mm-hmm. the independence inn, Dragonfly, like seeing her like dreams kind of come to fruition and less so in that they're like being realized. It's like we're watching her plan them. Yeah. We're watching her build the inn. And we also see her fall apart, but it's not over a man. Yeah. We watch her fall apart over her dreams because it's so hard and she's struggling and she doesn't know what to do and she goes to Luke for the money and her like grandmother basically called her a charity case and like you know it's the first time we kind of watch Lorelai completely fall apart and it has nothing to do with a man and it's kind of gorgeous yeah Yeah. and it's a little bit about Rory because they like can't connect but I think that era for me kind of extends a little bit into the beginning of five totally Rory kind of messes things up a little bit yes she does a wee bit but Lorelai's still in that era of like new relationship, the looks. She graduates a little bit into like a rap dress era. And so oh, I think like Diane beginning of five. Era. Yeah. So like, I don't know, I'm saying that backwards. Like the middle of four to the beginning of five is like my fave era mm. of Lorelai. Mm-hmm. But I would say 
the Max era because when you were talking about that, the thing that like most clearly popped into my head was the end of the road trip to Harvard when she kind of has this moment when she can, you know, she's talking to Luke about kind of what's transpired and what Mm -hmm. she wants to do. And she has Mm -hmm. this opportunity where she can kind of like sulk in the max of it all that she like ended this engagement with this very nice man because she knew it was wrong. But in that moment, she's like, hey, Suki, we need to get started on this in thing. Like, this is our dream and this is what I want to do. And it's just like such like a moment. Oh, my God. Why did I just give myself goosebumps? Goosebumps. I know. (laughs) Just like talking about like we do talk a lot about the men, but like here's this moment where like she is really taking it upon herself to like build something new from this sadness, which she will eventually feel yeah. in ways we don't see. Totally. But she really like takes control of what she wants to do. And I'm like, oh, way to go, Lorelai. Yeah. And then no, she just I totally has agree. Great hair and outfits after that. I know. But go she's boss. like, she really does set up basically her season four growth in season two. Yeah. You know? So I think that that's why those two kind of go perfectly in tandem with one another, even though they're separated by season three. But we'll fully break down Lorelai's eras in another episode because I think that's that was so much fun to do with Rory. But Rory's are so much more defined than Lorelai's because Rory was going to school. So it's like the Chilton era, the yeah. Yale era, the post-dropping out of Yale era. You know, yeah. it's, it's so much more easier to delineate those lines with Rory, whereas with Lorelai, it's a little blurrier. So I'm intrigued yeah. to see where we kind of draw those lines when we do eventually decide to do about her highlights <laughs> i guess it is it is a little bit about her highlights <laughs> but yeah but no i'm really i'm really excited about that because i think that that's what i um realized in like doing a lot of this prep i guess research is wrong it's more of just like pulling from my mind all mm-hmm. of these thoughts about gilmore girls is like it's not that we haven't talked about lorelei it's that we spent a lot of time earlier this year like we did a lot of rory episodes right in a row yeah and so like talking about lorelei today and like preparing for this i'm like I love her. I love her I so love, much. This is my mom. She raised me in some ways. Literally. For better or worse. Truly. But because of that, I actually wanted to ask you, which I did mention to you before, which like a lot of people ask us to like rank her like one liners, which like how could you possibly? I know. But I feel like between me and you, and I'm sure a lot of our besties feel this way, which is like the iconic like lines, the ones that stick out to you, the ones that are kind of like meant to be memorable mm-hmm. are not the ones that I remember. I know. It's always the ones that like... I repeat all the time. So, like, do you have any, like, Lorelai quotes that, like, you have incorporated into your normal life, into, like, the way that you speak? If you told someone, like, oh, that's a quote from Gilmore Girls, they'd be like, that is just a sentence. That is just a (laughs) sentence. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Fitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You know what's interesting? I was thinking about this because we talked about this briefly before we got on today, and it's not even so much lines it's more like mannerisms inflections Inflections. that's exactly how i speak tara has so many facial expressions (laughs) that she ripped off the face of lauren graham literally sometimes she'll do it and i'm like okay okay (laughs) yeah no it's funny i can't really think of a quote off the top of my head i mean like we just as you all know finished watching they shoot gilmore's don't they and there's so many things that i kind of like pull from her energy especially in that episode when you know she goes up to Luke and she's like hey my shoe broke and he's like what do I look like a cobbler to you and she goes if I say yes will you fix my shoe and that's like exactly how I talk to people so it's less about little quotes it's more just about the way that I speak uh has been completely ripped off of Lorelai Gilmore's entire personality also created by Amy Sharon Palladino that Tara is (laughs) (laughs) what about you mine are like really dumb like it's not any of the big ones it's um my most quoted line that really irritates my family is in season five when um we've talked about this before but when luke brings their plates over and he said hot plates and she goes he called me hot plates anytime we're at a restaurant (laughs) and someone brings a plate and like it's hot i'm like he called me hot (laughs) or like the plate's hot call me hot plates like my family's just like at this point they're like oh god please stop and the other one is also in season five Mm -hmm. if you didn't notice i really like season five which surprisingly a lot of my faves were not from five it's just Mm. that's interesting but the other one is when luke gets on his phone and she teaches him about speed dial Mm. and she says i'm number one because i'm number one yes that is a very haleyism yeah, I say I that all it. the time. I love it. <laughs> so it's like there's not necessarily like one-liners from her that like we would have to like 
a whole, we could do a whole episode of just like that's the, the best thing. If we ranked those, if we ranked her one liners, she is the queen of one liners. Well, we've also got Emily and we've also got Paris, but like I mean, the, I know the Lorelai yeah. one liners stand on their own because she's just that's that's what it was meant to be. It was built that way by Amy. Yeah, I really think that we could do an entire episode, and I think this is something that like we would have to do, but like I would definitely want the input of all of our listeners because I feel like collectively we all oh my god we could we come could up recreate with it from memory so many. <laughs> truly Gilmore Girls could go away and we we would all reconstruct it just fine I know but like again like we have like such random lines that the two of us love to repeat that Mm -hmm. like why so I I would love to hear what all of you love like the lines you guys love to say I know when we decide to do that episode we'll definitely throw it up on our Instagram to share your input I can't wait iconic lines and just lines that are not iconic but you just can't stop saying wiggled their way into your everyday jargon (laughs) because I'm number one I love it so on the topic of Lorelai's eras and Mm -hmm. of course because it's her birthday Haley and I decided that we wanted to build a Lorelai fan fiction birthday party and let me tell you (laughs) my friends this has evolved for me. I don't know if the same happened to you, but it literally evolved into an entire fan fiction episode that kind of like got out of control. Mine did too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to stop it. I honestly had to stop and say like, okay, to be continued because I could keep going with this for forever and ever and ever. Same. I'm so curious what well, you chose because we didn't tell each other. We gave each other like categories yeah. and like kind of the way we want to set it up but I'm so intrigued to see if we no. set it up at the same time yeah okay well so t- we'll tell you what the prompts that we gave each other we said what season it would take place in where it would take place like the location mm-hmm. the theme who would be invited what like the cake food and drink would be and what's the drama at the party mm-hmm. but like as I started to feel like I, I was like chocolate cake but then I was like what's the shape of it and who made it and where's Mm -hmm. it from and how's it go with the theme and who sits on it like it's just like (laughs) I sort of like I couldn't just feel like it's a chocolate cake totally on it totally so I'm totally there I think we should set it up like you go first I'll go I think we should start with season where who's invited share the cake drink and food and then we should share the theme and individually share the drama. I don't think I can share the other things without sharing the theme, though, because okay. the theme is, like, essential to, like, who came. Totally. And, like, okay. the drinks and food and stuff. Okay. Well, let's just save the drama for last. Okay. Sound good? There's a okay. little bit of drama in the other parts of it, but... That's okay. I love not, that. It's not that... Okay. Okay. So which season did you do? I did season five. Okay. I did season four. But oh, I did the perfect. end of season four. Okay. Well, I kind of fitted in where it would go because... Lorelai's birthday is the 25th and but I'm at Gilmore aired on April 26th Ooh, so okay. I kind of put it just before to live in that diorama great okay I put mine right after Luke can see her face Ooh. oh my god okay, okay. I'm so okay. excited all right where is yours taking place is yours also at the dragonfly of course it is mine yeah. is in stars hollow at the dragonfly Inn. same okay yeah. what's the theme the theme is like Rock and roll music legends. Ooh, love. Very smart. Mine is just like similarly to Happy Birthday Baby. It's just Lorelai themed birthday. Lorelai's birthday. I love. And so that's why like the invite list, the theme was important because everyone had to come dressed in this style. Oh, I love that. Smart. And so like part of the drama, not to like pull it in, is that Suki's pregnant, but like Lorelai wanted to be a girl band with like Lorelai and Suki and Rory. So like the whole town is invited, obviously. Of course. But she wanted to be like the Go-Go's or the Bangles with them. And so like <gasps> they're a girl band, but like Suki's pregnant. 
I love that so much. Lane, of course, comes dressed as someone like completely obscure that she has to tell everyone. Oh, yeah. Zach, however, comes dressed as himself because he thinks it would be bad juju to dress as another rock star when he's like trying to manifest that for himself. Oh, I love that so much. I thought you were going to say that he comes dressed as a rock star because he is a rock star. But that's kind of... That's kind of like the vibe. And I'm just like, ugh, Zach. Ew. Lorelai tries to get Luke to come as David Bowie and he won't do it. But he settles for Bruce Springsteen who dresses very similarly to Oh, he should have done done Jimmy Buffett. He's so mellow. He's so mellow. I did think about that, but he could never openly admit it. Someone comes dressed as Carol King, but alternatively, Sophie is there. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And then Lulu and Kirk misunderstood and they come dressed as a rock and a rolling pin. I'm obsessed with that. Who's the one? <laughs> it's her. I think, He's shaped like I think rolling her. <laughs> And she, of course, would be the rock. Of course. She's a rock, but somehow but yeah, just has like, a bow on her head. Yeah. She's still wearing her bow. She of won't course. give it up. <laughs> she will not. Uh, but yeah, so like everyone comes like dressed in like that sort of like vibe the only other person is michelle i couldn't decide who he comes dressed as but Mm. he spends the whole time saying that he should have come dressed as celine dion oh my god that would be so perfect for him yeah he didn't but he talks about it the whole time of course (laughs) that feels very on brand for him i love that who who is a yours oh gosh okay all i said in this because the of course the who's invited kind of plays into the drama yeah Mine was very involved in how they showed up. So that like, makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Everybody's coming as they are. You know, the, the whole town is invited similarly to what happened with Happy Birthday Baby. Rory is in charge of the guest list. Oh, of course. That is the way that I advertised this. Ooh. And basically, the setup of this, to kind of put it into perspective, even though there's no theme, is because we're coming off of Luke can see her face. Luke has now realized he wants to be with Lorelai and he's invited her to Liz and TJ's wedding at the end of Luke Can See Her Face, right? Uh-huh. So Luke sees how stressed she is because the dragonfly is about to open, obviously. So like there's a lot going on there. And so she tells him that while she's normally a birthday person, he knows her birthday's coming up. He wants to do something nice for her. She says, I can't do anything for my birthday this year because I'm so overwhelmed with everything that's going on with the dragonfly. And right. so Luke decides that he's going to throw her a surprise party. And even <gasps> though the dragonfly is not ready yet, he's like, I think that we could still have it here. And so he is like, yeah, totally. Like, We can organize something. Rory says, I'll take care of the guest list. They get Suki on board. And like similarly to Hammers and Veils, she kind of starts planning the party while they're still doing all these things for the test run. Lorelai walks in on it and like she starts to get suspicious because Luke is there and he's like, no, 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 no. We're planning a wedding shower for Liz and TJ. So Lorelai thinks it's a a surprise wedding shower for Liz and TJ and they're actually planning a surprise birthday party for her. So that's kind of like the theme. Luke. The setup. And he's like very deeply involved. And the reason Lorelai thinks he's deeply involved is because it's for Liz and TJ because their wedding is coming up. Right. And so that's kind of like the setup, even though there's no theme. No, I feel like that's... I just love that Luke would throw a surprise party for her. Like I know. You know, I, I'm a simp for him before they get together. Uh, like, oh. I know. I know. So tell me about the things that are there. Okay. So part of this is that Suki's pregnant, right? Right. So I know that we wanted to kind of like have like a drink, um, but I felt like part of the drama is that because Suki's pregnant and she made the drink for the party, that whenever anyone drinks it, it's awful like it just tastes bad it tastes bad because she she can't can't sample it taste oh my god and so every time someone drinks it they describe it differently like no one has (laughs) had like the same experience drinking it i'm 
obsessed. <laughs> so I feel like they would all in- eventually just like pour all of the drinks into a bowl and oh my God. add some punch and Patty would swirl it around and For then sure. it in plastic cups. Of course. And no one would tell Suki about it. Yeah, totally. They just, she couldn't get it right. She couldn't drink. She's yeah. pregnant. Yeah. The food is, a, I think, a little Wait, bit the of the best drama. part of that would be if they, like Patty kind of like secretly sneaks over and like kind of makes it better and everybody's like this is good and then Suki takes it and she's like this is terrible who did this (laughs) she can't taste things correctly yeah oh my god maybe we won't let her have it because the alcohol probably not good for the baby that's true you're (laughs) totally right yeah or she made it like a mocktail because she can't drink so nobody else can drink and now she's like (laughs) love it The part of the drama is like it's that time in season five when Suki's so pregnant that she's on bed rest, but she's upstairs at the inn, like backseat driving the kitchen. Love. So I think it's like a little bit before then. So like it's a little bit like Cinnamon's Wakey, Mm. where like Suki and Luke are both trying to do the food, but it's more like purposeful. Mm -hmm. And so there's a mix of like Luke food and Suki food. And Suki puts little like cutesy name tags on Luke's food with like, you know, like Lorelai lemon pie, like Mm -hmm. those kind of things, and like tries to make them like rock and roll and luke's kind of irritated but he lets it happen Mm -hmm. refuses to call things by their cutesy names well of course not and then the cake is Susanna hoff who is the guitar player for the bangles Bangles, it's her guitar i decided (gasps) suki would make a guitar cake oh she would love that so much yeah i love and like in this fan fiction i think that rory probably found the go-go's signed by belinda that she (gasps) lost Oh, that would be so nice if she was able to do that. That would be really cool. But the drama there is that this is when, like, worries, like, sulky about Logan. Mm. So, like, she's, like, They're trying to They're not together to yet. There. Yeah. So she's, like, kind of in her sulky mode. Luke and Suki, uh, Lukey, if you will, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, like, kind of in their, like, yeah, like, their bickering stage as they do. There's the drama with, like, Suki can't taste anything, so the food's a little off, the drinks are a little off. Michelle basically did the whole thing and no one gives him credit for it um and he wants to be celine dion and richard calls because they're on the outs but he calls lorelei um and wishes her a happy birthday oh that's sweet from your mother too who just wants you to be happy she said is that from you or from her since it's from me Mm. so like that's there's the drama with them but it's like for the most part it's like mostly individual people but love everyone comes to celebrate lorelei because um she should be the center of attention at her birthday yeah absolutely i totally agree i love that we did the same thing (laughs) no i love that you couldn't just list it out (laughs) i love that you built out like a really perfectly tuned no pun intended birthday party for lorelei that's exactly something she would want to have everybody like have like a little bit of a theme to it, but it's still a town event. Who's Bootsy coming as? Oh, I don't know. See, like this is hard for me because I'm not very good with music. Okay, that's okay. You know, every no one could come as Taylor Swift at this point in time. <laughs> Maybe Bootsy's like a Backstreet Boy. Oh, that'd be so funny. Something like that. I yeah. wanted there to be like a boy band. Oh, that like, would be so group. Because I thought about that for Kirk, but Kirk would want to be with. No, one hundred percent. He would want to do something with Lulu. But yeah, so that's kind of like the vibe. That's the party. That's, okay. That's the thing. I don't think Wait, it's a I surprise love party. Yours. Oh no! It sounds like Lorelai wants her hands in all of this. Yeah, I love yours because you know I love a Luke moment. <laughs> Girl, it got out of control. So let's get into this. Okay. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. So the cake is a mocha crunch cream to honor Fran Weston because remember she oh, was to bring that out at the stop. end of Red Light on the wedding night. 
in the yeah. um, cold open. But it's made by Suki a la the tassel hat cake she makes her for Lorelai's graduation day with like it's stuffed Two with like the of crushed chocolate covered espresso beans. So many. I love that. Yeah. The drink is called the Laura Lyland iced tea. <gasps> oh. A play, of course, on the Long Island iced yes. tea, which is an extremely seductive but fickle fair weather friend who seems benign but packs a wallop like a donkey kick. And it's wow. made Founders Day punch style by Patty. Of they're course, Patty's in charge of the drinks. They're going to get <laughs> tanked. <laughs> and at this party, they're going to need to. Okay, the food, Suki agrees to relinquish that to Luke because she's so busy, also kind of planning in the background this test run. So Luke caters a bunch of it, but he also asks Al from Mouse Pancake World, the people at the China Doll, and Pete from Pete's Pizza to kind of build like this Lorelai smorgasbord of food, like Stop, almost this spread of like so all of sweet. her favorite foods. I love when Luke does something that he might not necessarily normally do, mm-hmm. but he does it in the name of his favorite girl. I know. Because he can't resist her. I Except know. he would never be her dance partner. I know. Well, that was a little too soon before. This is like right Fair. on the cusp of the two of them He's getting together. Realized. Just to refresh us on where we've come from. So like Luke has realized he wants to be with Lorelai and asks her to Liz and TJ's wedding. Yeah. Lorelai and Jason have broken up. Like, Jess is in town for Liz and TJ's wedding. <gasps> Rory is moving out of Yale. Dean yeah. and Lindsay are fighting. Lindsay's pissed at Rory because of what she said about her in Dozies. Oh, what a good time on the show. And Emily and Richard are silently separated. That's such a good pinpoint moment to take this party to. <sighs> Okay, so what what I will say is that this kind of like overlaps. I do, I definitely don't want to take out Liz and TJ's wedding. It's almost like it's happening before Liz and TJ's wedding, but we're kind of like putting some of the strokes that we see in those last two episodes into this. Yeah, that's kind of what I did. Yeah. We're like folding some of that in there, right? Okay, so again, Lucas decided he's throwing a little surprise party for Lorelai. He's got Suki and Rory in on it, but they've told Lorelai that the reason that there's like a party being planned in the midst of their like test run is because they want to throw something for Liz and TJ because it's their mm-hmm. wedding. Yeah. So through all of this, Rory's in the midst of finishing her first year at Yale, but she takes control of the guest list. She invites Dean, who's been secretly friendly with her after Lindsay put her foot down on the two of them spending time together. So to Rory. veil her feelings for Dean in an attempt to keep the peace between them, she says that he should bring Lindsay to the party. Rory, I'm a little troublemaker. <laughs> so they go to Friday night dinner where Emily is there alone mm. and she's still dodging questions about Richard's whereabouts and their secret separation. So Lorelai gets up to go to the bathroom and Emily is grilling Rory about her last final and moving out. And Rory says it's happening the same day as her mom's birthday party. She's like, I have to kind of make it quick because oh. this is happening the same day as mom's surprise party. Would you like to come? And Emily's like, sure, sure, I'll come. So the day of Lorelai's birthday, Suki gives Lorelai a list of errands to run and things to pick up for this surprise wedding shower. But it's actually a scavenger hunt that Luke built for her where she goes to Stop. every business in town and there's something waiting for her at every like all these various places in town. So like she goes to I love Westin's. a scavenger hunt of love. Oh, I know. So she goes to Weston. She goes to the flower shop, which I've decided has relocated instead of closing down because we all know the soda yeah. shop is now there. Gabby's flower shop. Stars Hello Video. The Cat Club, because of course Luke would send her to the Cat Club. The beauty supply store, like all kind of as a ploy to keep her away from the dragonfly while they're setting all of this up. Kirk, of course, is so waiting sweet. for her at every single location to give her whatever she needs. <laughs> he works at all of those places. He really does. So Rory is at Yale. She's packing up. She's finished her final. She's drinking her quote unquote lemonade. I'm on the edge of my seat for this part right here. <laughs> Emily shows up. She brings this guy Graham in and she's trying to set the two of them up. Graham says he's going to get together with some friends at night and Emily's pushing her being like, you should totally go. And she's like, Grandma, 
I have this party. And Emily's like, oh my gosh, you're totally right. Graham, you should come to the party. <gasps> she invites Graham to the party. <laughs> What's Graham going to do at the party? <laughs> so the party time is nearing. Lorelai's still kind of running around Stars Hollow and she's like, I have to get to this thing. So she calls Suki and Suki's like, look, don't worry about it. It's your birthday. Please enjoy yourself. Like, you know, you can come to the party, like arrive at the party when it starts at seven. So Lorelai stops into Luke's because she's just like running around. Obviously, she knows that all of these things are for her. She doesn't know Luke has set this up, but she goes to Luke's because she's like, you know, I want to see Luke. I want to see my friend on my birthday. He's not there because he is setting the party up. Liz and TJ are there and they don't know what's going on because Luke hasn't told them because he knows the two of them can't keep a secret. So they're like, yeah, Luke isn't here. We don't really know where he is. And Lorelai's like, huh, okay. And she's kind of starting to panic because she's like, they're not on their way to the party. I'm supposed to be on my way to the party. And so she tells them, look, we're throwing a surprise wedding shower for the two of you. You guys have to act surprised when we when we get there. But like, we should go. Let's go to the party. And so they're like, well, we can't leave this alone. So who do they leave the diner in the hands of? The only person who's still there, which is Jess Mariano. So they well, say, Jess. doesn't get to go to the shower? What? He doesn't get to go to the wedding shower? No, nobody likes Jess right now. They're all mad at him still. That's fair. You know? Aww, poor guy. So the entire town is at the surprise party. Like we see the decorations, the cake. Maury's playing the piano. Lane is probably playing the bongos. You know, Patty's stirring. (laughs) Yeah, Babette is singing. Patty is stirring the drinks. You know, I I kind of envision that there are like movies silently playing in the library. Like, Mm, you know. I love, I love when they do that. Casablanca playing. Yes, exactly. Like, Luke is stressed, of course. Emily is holding Rory hostage in the corner with this guy, Graham, trying to set the two of them up. And Dean is on the other side of the room, like, you know all put out because she is with another guy and Lindsay is staring at Rory and like the tensions are high. Wow. Outside, Lorelai finally approaches the dragonfly with Liz and TJ and just as they're about to walk in, Jason calls to her from like the other side of the parking lot. He's been waiting for her and he wants to talk about why the two of them broke up. He's kind of been like sitting at the dragonfly all day waiting for her to show up, but she wasn't showing up because she wasn't there because she was running around town. But Betsy's Lorelai outside and she's like great she's here everybody hide shut the lights they turn on the lights the door opens and it's Liz and TJ and they're like surprise so Liz and TJ really think that this is a surprise party for the two of them <laughs> Lorelai still outside with Jason I, he I will not let her go you. inside until they talk she tells him that like she has to go drop all of this stuff off and so he follows her inside she walks in everyone's distracted TJ's like opening the presents and so is Liz because they think this is a party for them <laughs> It's probably like Hello Kitty right. this and pink that. <laughs> and they finally see Lorelai and they're like, oh, my God, no, this is a party for you. Surprise. But Luke turns and he sees Jason. He's like, uh, after he did this? the scavenger hunt of love for her. The town thinks that Lorelai and Jason are still together. They don't really know. Wait, this is a birthday party. Why are you breaking my heart? <laughs> so the town still thinks that Lorelai and Jason are together. But Luke, of course, like thought they broke up. He invited her to listen to TJ's wedding. She said yes. He's a little hurt. He's a little confused. So, like, everyone kind of bombards Lorelai, but Rory goes up to her and she's like, why is Jason here? And she's like, I don't know. He's here. He wants to talk about why we broke up. But, like, I don't have time for this. She's looking around for Luke because she hasn't seen him. Rory catches Luke step outside because he's like, I got to take a walk. Obviously feeling a little a little pressed right now. But he's yeah. just stepping outside for some air. Rory catches this and thinks that he's left to go to Luke's diner. So she puts her coat on, goes to follow him to Luke's diner. But Luke is not there. Luke took a walk. Who's Wait, at Luke's diner? Down. He's I know who's at Luke's diner with Graham. He's still with Emily. Okay. <laughs> and this is where I left off because, wow, I was like, I'm getting way too far into this and I could keep going, but 
it would take. Wait, so years. is this actually a fan fiction to get Rory and Jess back together? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know yet. Well, uh, it started with a cake, and now you're like, and now, and then. <laughs> I mean, because think about it. She's got Graham. You know, I feel like he would probably invite all his friends to this party. Didn't know that it was a birthday party. Didn't know it was a birthday party, but was just like, hey, come rage with us. And meanwhile, it's at the small inn in, you know, a small town in Connecticut. Yeah. And then there's the tension between Dean Dean is there with Lindsay. Does Roy come back to the party and Jess follows her? And now it's Dean and Jess and Lindsay and Graham. (laughs) Oh my God. There was a time when I thought about bringing Christopher and Cherry in, and I was like, this is getting out of hand. (laughs) This is crazy. So this is kind of the the dramatic birthday party yeah. of Lorelai Gilmore. No, I love it. If there wasn't oh a test God. run at the end, but instead a birthday party. A birthday thrown party. For her. I love it so much. Oh, thank you. I love that your theme was drama. My theme was my when you said the drama, I said that's the party. That's a theme. Like I when I looked at the theme question, I was like, the theme is drama. The theme is dramatic. <laughs> Dramedy. Yeah. So oh, I love that. It was oh fun. It was fun to like write this this morning and kind of like go on this journey. And I was like, wait, no, then we should do this. And then we should do that. Yeah. Obviously, if I actually built this episode out, there would be a lot of cuts and a lot of editing. Oh, of course. No, but the thing is, is like when I gave us these prompts, I was like, in what world did I think that we were just going to write like chocolate cake? <laughs> Pizza buffet at Luke's. <laughs> no, when you wrote the drama down as one of our prompts, I was like, oh, that's that's, that's where it. this is Your mind went gonna get bang, weird. Boom. I that's love the one. it. I know. It was great. I had a lot of fun. I want to come this. to your party. I want to come to your party. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. I just kind of want to like linger in the corner and be like, what's gonna yeah. happen? And obviously a lot of it was built off of what we already got at the end of season four, which I yeah. will say, I will note. I thought was like beautifully executed. Uh, it was so beautifully that. told. And the way that, you know, Lorelai and Luke kind of falling into each other finally in the last week fights of sweet tights episode yeah. leading That's into such a good recipes. era for her. Oh, I know. It's not for Rory, but like no. taking out the Lorelai part of it. That's why like that, that part of it is like just so good. It's so well written. It's just so well developed for Lorelai and who she is and who she was mm. and who she's going to be. Oh, I know. I love I love it. So those are our Lorelai fan fiction birthday parties. I thought that was great. Yeah, I'm glad we picked different times because I was like, yeah. oh, no, I hope that we don't pick the same timeline. There was like a part of me that was like, is this going to be too similar? But no. No, it was so different. Okay. And I'm so glad that it was. I love we it. We usually share one brain cell, but it's I true. like that it split in half today. It really did. It <laughs> two different thoughts. Really <laughs> sliced it right in half. But yeah. like we said at the beginning of this episode, this was meant to be a toast to Lorelai Gilmore. We wanted to celebrate yes. her on her birthday. But... For every toast, there has to be a roast. And so our Gilmore to Consider episode is going to be about roasting Lorelai Gilmore, of course, in a fun way. Definitely yeah. don't want to get too mean. Don't so, want to get too mean, but she is a fictional character. That is That's fair. why I have to back up sometimes. Sometimes we all get a little too invested in this fictional show. That mm-hmm. if you want to be a little mean, you can call in and be a little mean. But if you want to give her a really fair roast... I think I'm more intrigued by that. Me too. Me too. So if you have any roasts for Lorelai Gilmore for our Gilmore to Consider episode, please call our number. And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. If you want more Gilmore to say, join us on Patreon where you can listen to our spoiler-full rewatch podcast, Gilmore Revisited, where we're currently watching season three. You can also join us for live watches, our community Discord page, and get monthly merch discounts to our old-fashioned merch shop at gilmoretosay.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say Podcast, where you can stay up to date on all things Gilmore to Say. 